This is Rob Tumbert from Waxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by WBO Global Welterweight Champion, the Black Panther, Luther Clay. We're here in London at the David Avanissi and Josh Kelly press conference. How are you, Luther? I'm good, man. I'm good. Ready to go. Ready to go. You've got yourself a fight. Chris Congo, brilliant fight. Um, talk to me about how that came to pass and how it got made and what's going to happen. Um, it came by, uh, I believe Eddie, Eddie Hearn called Al... Uh, offered the fight because he said they were going to get uh, Chris on the card and they were looking for someone to make it an interesting fight. Then um, got offered to me, Al called me, I accepted, you know, asked how much, when. I was happy with everything and it got done there and then. Seems to me like you two guys are in a little bit, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, the Who Needs Him club. And you've ended up fighting each other. Can you see that? Yeah, of course. Uh, Chris has been knocking around, like everyone's saying, a lot for a long time. I've known about Chris because I pay attention to the weight division. And me, myself, I've been, you know, taking opportunities, fighting, trying to stay busy, trying for something to come through to get me to that next stage, big exposure. And it just so happens that, uh, that we had to fight each other, you know? So, yeah, is what it was. Opportunity, opportunity knocks, you take it. Have you ever, I know you guys, you've sparred, and I know, um, not you you and Chris haven't, but I know that you've sparred similar guys. Chris has boxed Josh Kelly numerous times as an amateur. I know you've done plenty of sparring with Josh. What do you know about him? You, you, you said you've kept kind of a, your ear close to the ground, so to speak, because he's, he's a welterweight, he's in the same division as you. What do you know about him, and what can you tell people about Chris Congo, the fighter? I don't personally know anything about him as, like, uh, from sparring or anything. I don't know, I mean, I know he's fought Kelly, but... I, uh, I don't know anything about him apart from the fights I've seen on YouTube and um, the, you know any foot that's out there is something I've seen obviously I know he's long I know he's got good feet he's got good punch variations very skilled uh, so I'm in for a hard night but I, I know I know what to do in order to disrupt everything he does and get the win What does a win give you in this fight? That's a genuine question from, from me there because Chris as I said as you are you're both you know, you're on the way up. You're both very, very talented young fighters. Beating Chris Congo, he doesn't have a belt, he doesn't have a ranking, but what does it give you? Well, it's given, got me on this platform because <clears throat> we have to be 100% honest. I wouldn't be on this bill without Chris. You know, Chris was going to be on this bill, I'm sure, anyway, because, you know, he's signed with uh, Dylan White and they're obviously friendly with Matchroom and everything. So... I needed, I needed him. I've got the belt, I've got the high ranking, but I still needed a dance partner. And, you know, I'm here because of the fight. And that's why I took it with no, you know, no questions asked. I was like, yeah, let's go because I need the opportunity. I need the, to break through, uh, no risk, no reward. And, you know, we're prize fighters. That's how we make our living. So you can't leave money on the table. When money's there, you got to grab it. Chris has been inactive for the last 11 months. Um, he's not been very active throughout his career as a professional, whereas in the last year or so, there, thereabouts, you've, you've gone over to Italy, you've picked up a win over in Italy, you've also boxed on the next-gen show. Do you think experience, or obviously activity is in your favour going into this fight, do you think your experience is one of the key factors in this? Uh, I think the experience probably evens out where, you know, he had a, like a quite long amateur he was on the GB team where I didn't. So I've, I've been more active professional, but I know he stayed in the gym, so I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. Um, you know, everyone's early fights are kind of uh, learning fights. You, you're not, not so much in the deep end, but my last three, maybe four, I've had, you know, good fights. So maybe on that end, 
but I'm not paying too much attention to the inactivity of his. I'm just, you know, preparing for the fight. Since the last time I spoke to you, I can't remember what it was, probably back end of last year at some stage, you've got a new trainer. So you, you are now training with Adam Martin. Tell me a little bit about that. Why the change? How is the change working for you? And yeah. The thing is with me and my training situation, uh, even my boxing situation, <clears throat> I've always just been making do. Okay, I can't have this or I can't, you know, so I'll make do with this. And that's what it was the training. I was training, I started off in Southampton when I was at university there. Uh, the trainer that I was with, Gennady, left to go to Russia. I trained in Bracknell with uh, my old amateur coach when I was younger. Something happened between us two, so he left. Then I went back to Gennady because he was back in Southampton. Whatever happened, uh, that didn't work out. The distance was too much. Maybe the training had gone a bit stale. So before the Freddie Kiewit fight, I was you know, sparring at uh, Stallard's gym with Booth. Uh, there and um, Adam Martin watching and Adam liked my style, he kept uh, he, uh, curious about me. So and then after the Kiwit fight, um, he had been in contact with Al and that's how the link up happened, um, happened organically. Like I said, always just been making do with what's there, trying to make something happen and now this has happened and I believe it's a more stable situation, it's a pro gym, it's, it's a nice, uh, just a nice area. And what does that do for you? I mean, obviously you're not travelling as much. What benefits does that give you with regards to recovery and preparing for sessions, etc.? I mean, it just means I don't have to spend three hours on the you know, drive to training. It's very exhausting, like mentally. Like More times you don't even want to be at the gym. Then you've got to drive <laughs> an hour and a half to get to the gym, then an hour and a half to get home, and you do that four or five times a week. You're gonna be you're gonna be exhausted. So every I find every training camp for the last last year that I was getting through, I was just like, oh, let me get through this fight, then I can relax. And that's not really how you should be because you need to train, have a fight, you know, take some time off. But you need to be looking forward to going back to the gym, not thinking, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it, mentally it's more draining. Not so much physically, but mentally I feel more, you know, happy with my situation. Okay, well, before we wrap up, let's talk about a few things, namely Kelly Avanissian, which is going to be main event on March 28th. Um, even though between me and you, I'm looking forward to your fight more. Um, oh no, I said that on camera. Oh well. <laughs> um, talk to me about Josh Kelly versus David Avanissian. Uh, very good fight, exciting fight. Uh, I, I lean towards Kelly. I think Kelly has more attributes like speed, boxing IQ, footwork. Uh, she's defensively responsible at times. Um, and I think he can use that to diffuse whatever David has. However, David is fit, he's conditioned, he's a strong, explosive puncher. He's been at the, he's boxed at a higher level, I probably, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, he's boxed at a higher level. Some names like Lamont Peterson, uh, Shane Mosley, uh, you know, Dave, uh, Cal Velauskas. So, you know, David's obviously more experienced and he's bringing power. It's just if, I think if Kelly can keep his energy levels up high and stay responsible defensively the entire time, then I think Kelly will edge it out by decision. And elsewhere on the ball, we've got Conor Ben returning, which is a name that you've been linked with over a period of time. Um, is that a fight that you can realistically expect? I mean, all being well and you come through against Chris Congo in the future? I mean, realistically, I have to beat Chris because if I don't beat Chris, I will never get a Ben fight. They've made it impossible for me to even get near him anyway. So, you know, I have to beat Chris. There's nothing past Chris. There's literally nothing past Chris as far as I'm concerned, you know. So beat him and then I could 
talk about the fairy tale of the Conor Ben fight or never. Okay, well, last question before I let you go. Have you been watching those videos of George Benton that I've sent you? I have been watching George Benton. I only watched the highlight because I've still, I've got a lot of things going on right now in terms of this fight and you know thinking about a couple of stuff. But I've been watching George Benton like his style. But I don't think I'll be implementing the shoulder roll this fight. You know, you know, I don't think it'll be the appropriate style. But definitely been watching him. Yeah, probably something that you want to maybe practice at a little bit more. Yeah, at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Luther Clay, the Black Panther, as always. Real pleasure catching up with you. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Very good. You're tired, mate. Abbas Hussein here from Seconds Out, here with David Avanissian. David, firstly, March 28th, the O2 Arena, you're headlining the show. Talk to me about how you're feeling. My feeling is now very good, and six weeks after 20H Marty's fight, now I go for England for sparring session and hard training and start. Let's go for a fight. Let's talk about the past. We know there's been a past with Josh Kelly, where the fight didn't happen. You spoke about in the press conference that you sacrificed a lot and the fight didn't happen. At that time of your life, in late 2018, was there a really low point in your career or were you really down in that career? Were you really angry? Yes, uh, I have his December bad time. Is you know, is you uh, have for hard training six months. You no see your family and still for England every day two trainings. No see friends, uh, only hard training and sleeping. And you go for for only this fight is before fight for four hours. People say no fight, don't know, no. Yeah, they just cancel the fight. Yeah, I think oh oh my god, no, is So he put a lot of effort into this fight. So he he actually expected the fight to to happen, but when they pulled off on the day, it was very disappointing news for him. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your opponent, Josh Kelly. Uh, talk to me about what you've seen of Josh Kelly and what do you make of his style? A lot of people sort of criticize his style, saying that sometimes he does like to showboat, you know, maybe he's a three to four round fighter, maybe lets himself off the gas. What do you make of his style? Uh, is, uh, this boxing is Josh, yeah, and he a uh, good amateur boxer. Uh, he's very playful, so basically he wants to show off. Yes, okay. we believe so, but there are, there are skills behind it. So we'll see what we both have to show on the day. He he, good boxer is. Uh, I want is. I need break. I need. Yeah, yeah. So your tactic coming into this fight is that you're going to come forward aggressive, break him down. You see my tactic to an H mark. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, talking about yourself, they, they spoke about you not being 
a fighter that's known to the public. You fought, obviously, uh, Shane Mosley, Lamont Peterson. If you win this fight on March 28th, are you looking at the top boys in the welterweight division? Yes, after this fight, I hope I hope I, uh, I win. I need David win, and if me win, it's, uh, I hope Eddie give me good big opportunity for world title fight. Final question. Uh, the welterweight division has a lot of great fighters. Who's the number one in your eyes in the welterweight division? Oh, he's, my weight is very, more boxer is, <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's, for me, uh, number one for my weight is Pacquiao, really top man, is big man, is good, many times for world champion, he's a uh, nice guy, so basically he is a kind and soft-hearted guy as well, out of the ring. Um, he is very skillful, so he is number one in the, in the sport. Yeah. And uh, now for uh, Errol Spence, uh, for problem is uh, crushing. Yeah, he 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 have two title. I don't know. It's now only confidence for this fight. I need win for yeah, Josh Kelly, and after see. David, thank you very much for talking to Seconds. I appreciate your time, and good luck on March 28th. Thank you very much. Thank you. Andrew McCart, IFL TV and association with MTK Global. I'm here in London for the press conference to announce Josh Ke oh, David Avanesian versus Josh Kelly. Yes. With me I've got Josh Kelly himself. How are you feeling since it's been all good Phoenix since I last saw you, so how are you feeling? Uh, good mate, good. I've had a nice little rest. Um, not too long, but long enough. And back in training now, but it's better to be home than uh, than away this time, do you know what I mean? I like fighting at home. I love the, I love the home crowd. It's class. Obviously, this fight has been talked about for, what, best part of a year and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's been going on and on. I mean, people, you've mentioned social media, people, it's just to give people a voice. Now, there's been some derogatory things said about you and your team and stuff like that. You're avoiding David, but the fight is on. Yeah. How excited are you to finally maybe shut these guys up on Twitter? Yeah. Or silence them a little bit? Yeah. Or just to basically, how are you excited to face David Avenition? David's a great fighter, I respect him, um, I respect what he's done, um, you can't knock him for anything he's done, he's great, he's a good, he's a good solid fighter, um, but I was, ready, I was ready then, but I'm twice as ready now, um, obviously the illness and everything else, I don't go back into that and go dwell on the past, um, as the past, we're moving forward and I don't want to taint his fight because I don't take the image of the fight because at the end of the day it's a great fight, I don't want to taint it with shit from the past, you get what I mean? Um, but mate, I feel I feel uh, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I want to take a load of fans from the from the northeast and Sunderland down. They're um, gonna come down on the bus loads, um, so they're gonna have like another another way days in a sense. Um, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get get the ball rolling, step in the ring and uh, little cross and see him because that's gonna be that's gonna be probably the thing I need to, to really get me going for me. It's unfair. Some people might say that your last two performances have been so off par for yourself. Yeah. You might have you might admit that yourself. I don't know, but 
Is it the case of the better fighter you face, the better Josh, Co Josh Kelly will see? Yeah, 100%. You got it. We're like, it's like a, it's like a football team when you're playing when you're playing another football team. You got you gonna you gonna perform, don't you? It's like, in a sense, if I say to you now, I say, I say right. You're gonna run 400 meters, right? I want you to run it the fastest you can, right? You run one lap. The next time I go, you run 400 meters. But there's a million quid at the end. What are you gonna do? Yeah, fuck, I'm gonna I'll run, you gotta run it in this. You gotta I'll run, run my heart. Out. I'll do that in the world right. record. You, you, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta do cut a couple of seconds off your last time. Yeah, You're gonna fly, ain't you? Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a fear factor. Like he's a, he's a solid opponent. Um, I need to perform, and if I don't, I could get hurt. And that's it. I need to go back home, kiss my wife on the head, kiss my baby on the head, get. Get back home safe and sound, you know what I mean? To the family with a win. And that's what I'm that every time I'm in the gym. So you gotta think, you gotta think this sport's no joke. And you're going there and you're risking your life for the entertainment of people. So and the day I'm there, I'm ready, I'm training hard, can't win. What means more to you? Silencing these people up that you avoided, David, or that European title? No, European title. European title? Yeah, uh, European title. I'm not bothering me. You can talk what you want, it doesn't affect it doesn't, it doesn't affect anything. Social media is being given giving people these mouths, these these people for a platform to, to, to voice themselves. There's no social media, you wouldn't know Joe Bloggs is rating is your next best thing, or you wouldn't know Joe Bloggs is saying you're gonna get knocked out. Do you know what I mean? You just have self-belief, because at the end of the day, none of them voices are gonna help you in the ring. Only you, only you and your opponent in there. And that's when that's what that's when it gets down to it and all the training you did, your ability, your, your talent, whatever you did, that's what's gonna show up. And God willing, I have to start, I perform the way I can perform, I know I can perform. What can the fans expect from you on, on the March 20th at the O2? I mean, what does it mean to you, first of all, to headline at the O2? Uh, mad, absolutely mad. Um, getting bigger and bigger. Shouldn't be the stadium, stadium alight. Is that, know. is that pressure on you, obviously, to perform and get this win on March 28th to get that stadium alight fight? Uh, nah. I think you feel that, pressure? Nah, don't feel any pressure. I'm an underdog. Mm. How can you feel pressure when you're an underdog? Do you know what I mean? You got, you, you've got like uh, internal pressure in yourself, thinking I know how good I am, so I know what I can do, and if I can do that, I can win. And so you got the internal pressure of thinking I need to perform, but pressure from outside I don't really feel much because we all go back home, we all live our little lives, we all live our dinner and go to bed. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not thinking about you while you didn't go to bed. I'm just thinking about myself and the way I'm working and my family and what I'm doing. As long as I'm healthy, sharp, and um, can perform, I, 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 whatever happens is meant to happen. What to ask as well? What did you make of Neil Marsh's sort of pitch, shall we say, yeah, at the funny. press conference there? It was funny, it was the schoolboy stuff in it. Like, it's, I mean, this fight's a great fight, I don't want to taint it with the past stuff, do you know what I mean? Uh, some of the stuff he, can, he, he, he believes is true, some of the stuff he, I know for a fact is not true. But at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not going to be the person with the biggest mouth in the room, I'm going to be the guy sitting there quiet. And them are the guys you got to worry about. I'm, David keeps yourself quiet and keep yourself to yourself. That's what you gotta be worried about. That's a fight that you need to be worried about. You don't need to be worried about the guys who's talking about us. You don't need to, um, that's why it doesn't affect us. And I mean, I, I, outside the ring, I, I guess they're all uh, good guys. I respect David. I think he's a, he's a great fighter, but I take confidence in what they're seeing because they might be underestimating what they're gonna get. Just one of those fights as well. Final question before I let you go, Josh. Yeah. 
this one of them fights you just want to get this win and just put it to bed and just move on. Has this been haunting you for like the year and a half this fight? Has it been in the nah, back of your mind? No. Nah, nah. I've been looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to the day it gets, gets signed, the day it gets announced. I've been looking forward to it. Because I know what I've been working on in the gym and um, I know the past couple of fights haven't looked, haven't looked great. So that, that, try, that gives me even more confidence. It's, it's now shedding the light on me. Like this guy's not. This guy's not. Josh Kelly's nobody. You're gonna walk through him. He'd be there for six rounds. You walk through him. The rest of them. You know what I mean? And you, you, you punch towards your two feet. You two this. You two that. Let's see. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm risking everything. So let's see. Well, Josh, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. But thanks to this fight, Phil TV champion. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Thanks, my man. Thank you. Abbas Hussain here from Seconds Out. Um, Adam, let's talk about why we're here. Your fighter Josh Kelly, headlining at the O2 first of all. Very young stage in his professional career. Just talk to me about that first of all, that aspect of him headlining such a big show at a big arena. Well, Josh's ability and his character needs a challenge. And it needs a challenge like this. It needs a challenge of the type of fighter and style and status that David Avanesian brings. And every day in the gym we're just excited about preparing for the job at hand because it's a very clear job to deal with you know the elements of this job as strong as they are are still clear and obvious of how to deal with them and i think he's enjoying that process let's just talk about that press conference um his management david avenese's management um neil mosh just had rants towards you in regards to a previous fight that didn't happen between the two fighters any response in regards to that? Like I said before, it means nothing to me. He means nothing to me. His opinion means nothing to me. If he wants to start bouncing his gums at a press conference, that's his choice. But you know, I walked past uh, I walked past a Jack Russell this morning, and it was barking at me. I didn't get down on all fours and start barking back at it, and I wasn't going to do that in the press conference. Let's talk about Josh Kelly. Um, I was watching something on Sky Sports. Kel uh, Brook was on there, and he said that Josh Kelly is a great three to four round fighter. And I think a lot of people are sort of going off the Ray Robinson fight where he was controlling the fight the first few rounds and then he seemed to let his foot off the gas and a draw, it was a cold draw. Do you feel like Josh has progressed in that fight? And do you feel like calling him a three to four round fighter is quite harsh? Who called him that? Uh, Calbrook. It's up to him. It's his opinion. He doesn't know what Josh is in the fight yet. Josh is still developing as a fighter. We know where Kel is. We know what Kel is a fighter, but... Josh doesn't know, sorry, Kel doesn't know what Josh is a fighter yet, so if he wants to make a half-informed opinion, then that's his choice. But can you see, and, and you sort of alluded to it in the press conference there, that everyone's got an opinion nowadays on social media, but can you see people's points of view where they see Josh maybe showboating a little bit too much and they, you know, maybe some things that they don't like, can you see their points of view in that? I only care about our point of view. Right? I only ever do. So, no, in, in fairness, I don't, I don't see their point of view because I don't read it, I don't listen to it. It means nothing to me. I'm confident what I know and how I see things, and I'm always questioning the way I see and think things. I'm confident in Josh, and he's confident in himself, and we enjoy what we do, and that's all that matters to us. I can remember uh, last year, you said Josh is ready for you know big things to come. Um, 
it seems like they, they, you know, there's a push for Josh to actually fight at a level, uh, at world level. Not maybe not by yourself, or maybe by Sky, maybe by the broadcaster, maybe by, by the promoters. In your eyes, when can you see Josh? I know you're going to say we take a fight by fight. I get that. I know, but but when can you see Josh realistically fighting in the upper echelon of the welterweight division? He's already fighting in the upper echelon. David Avanesian is European champion and ranked in the top five. Do you not consider that as the upper echelon in the division? Because it is. If you're talking about the elite, yeah. as in terms of when he's going to be ready for a world championship, I'm only going to talk about the David Avanesian fight. Let's talk about uh, some of your other fighters. First of all, um, spoke to Joe Joyce uh, at the Daniel Dubois press conference. He obviously spoke about not working with yourself again. Can you sort of give us a little bit more on why you guys have seemed to have split for this fight? He said that he, he, he needed to... Uh, training the sunshine he wanted to go and train in Vegas for it so that was his choice and uh, I've seen Mick Collin here uh, fighting back in New York he talks to me about you know Mick Collin he, he seems to be especially, especially after that Nicotine fight a lot of people are, have got their eyes focused on uh, Mick Collin there's, there's a lot of people who are hoping especially in Ireland that he, he reaches that world level in your eyes what sort of stage is he at? he's, he's very close to knocking on the door for a world championship fight but all the time in the world for Mick he's made of the right stuff and, uh, and people sort of sometimes look at it and think oh well he's not a big one punch hitter and that's, that's that just shows a lack of understanding because there's so many things he can do and his development of those and his understanding of those over the last year has really uh, developed so now the, the Conlon revolution and the Michael Conlon story is on the cusp of being under the, the biggest spotlights. I want to talk quickly about another fighter that came to see you for a week, I think it was Josh Taylor. Have you, have you heard anything back in regards to maybe working together on a, on a longer term? We did, some, we did some good work and had some, you know, enjoyed each other's company, I think, and did some good sessions. Got a lot of respect from him as a fighter. He knows that he's got a very careful decision he's got to make, being number one in the world with a big target on him after only 16 pro fights and his whole pro career has worked with Shane McGuigan. So they achieved that together. And he now wants to he, he now wants to step to a different situation. You can't just jump, don't just jump without thinking through it. But he's a smart fellow, like the conversations I had and the way that he's gonna think about it, he's, I think he's gonna do it the right way. Um, and he's, he's got to because he's got to defend those belts. Do you see him unifying the title fully in, in, in that division that he's in? Of course, I mean, he's considered number one right but there's two of them there right there's two of them there uh, probably with different promotional no uh, Jose Ramirez is with top rank as well okay well there you go then that is a unification fight that can be made and, and I've watched Ramirez I remember watching him against Maurice Hooker being impressed with how he did a certain thing right at the start of the fight and he maintained that one element that gave him the control of the fight all the way throughout. He didn't come off track. That showed that he is he's not just world champion, but he's got that grade to continue repeating something when it's working and the other fella doesn't adjust to it. I was really impressed with him. Um, and that and that fight for Josh would be the, 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 the highest of levels for him. Fair enough. Um, last question I want to ask yourself is just something just very random in in this world at this present time. What one fighter impresses you the most out there from all the sort of talent that we have in regards to boxing? Apart from your own fighters, obviously, because you train them. But is there one fighter that you look forward to watching? One fighter that you think you know he's got everything right in the ring? Bloody hell! I don't know if I can answer that question yet. I've always, if I, if I've always enjoyed uh, Javante Davis. Okay. Always enjoyed him. Um, 
I hope that he's steadies himself sort of in his lifestyle where it doesn't take his focus and I hope that he gets the fights regularly that he needs because I think if he fulfilled his potential it would be a, be a hell of a career. I've always enjoyed watching him. I like how he goes about his job in the ring as well. Normally at this point of the interview I sort of try to pick your brains in regards to a big fight that's happening next weekend but i just seen you plug a podcast that you're going to do a big fight prediction for so plug that, plug that for me? Yeah, no you plug it, you plug no, it. So Tristixon and I are going to, we've talked about this for a few years uh, with, actually with Alex Arthur as well but Alex ain't in around apparently um, and we're going to do something that Tris wants to call Big Fight Companion where we do a preview and then we do a, a, a live thing as well while we're watching the fight and I enjoyed Tris's company and, and I thought let's give it a go Where can people watch that? Where do they have to log in to watch that? Just, just keep an eye on Tris and my social media page will let you know Adam Booth thank you very much for talking seconds out I appreciate that and uh, hopefully everyone's going to listen to that podcast and then we'll see you on March 28th as well. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. This is Rob Tabbitt for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by unbeaten welterweight prospect, star of the future, pretty boy Josh Kelly. We're here at the David Avanissi and Josh Kelly press conference. How are you, Josh? Good, mate. That was a build-up. Oh, my days. Live up to something like that. Yeah? Go live up to that. Well, you're a headline event now. You're a headline attraction here at the O2. So I thought I'd, I'd do the right thing and give you a proper intro. It's good to be headlining the O2. I mean, this is only my 12th fight now. So headlining the O2, my 12th fight, and such a big fight in the test. It's uh, exciting. A little bit of a spicy press conference today. I don't think we've seen that for one of your fights before. Um, how was that for you, sitting up there while all of these these words are flying across the table? It is what it is. I've, I've, I've been in school I've been in school from year 7 to year 13, year 11, sorry, and, and 6 form onwards, so 13 after, do you know what I mean? But we've been there and did it, and uh, we've had a little chat across the table, what, what we all what we've got into before. and um, It's a bit like a school kid, it's a bit like a school kid isn't it? But at the end of the day, you've got to just... Just uh, nothing about it, I just think about the fight, which is what I do most of the time, uh, 99% of the time. Before we talk about the fight, let's obviously go back. This fight should have happened or was scheduled to happen 14, 15 months ago. You unfortunately had to pull out due to illness. Um, first of all, just tell us, just give us a little bit of a background, we won't dwell too much on it, about what was wrong with you at the time and why you couldn't fight. I mean, it was just, I, I think I come down on like the Wednesday before, but um, I was just sort of just travelling down a little bit ill, a little bit groggy, and then I said, listen, should we, I even said then, should we, should we ring up? And no, nah, no, nah, might, might, might be alright, don't we? Might be alright, might be alright. I left at the last minute and I weren't, so I wasn't going to box ill. So I didn't ask anybody who boxes ill, but afterwards they make excuses and say I was ill. And for this one, there should be no excuses, so that's what I want to do in this one. and. Um, 28th of March, performing the best that I've ever We've all seen, and I know that you've seen, and we've seen it as part of the build-up, kind of fans questioning your your willingness to fight. People saying that you ducked Davin Avanissi. As a fighter, as somebody who's enjoyed an enormous amount of success as both amateur and obviously unbeaten as a pro, what's it like when people question your fighting spirit, so to speak? They are, most of them are people who... Don't follow, don't, don't know the people, don't mean they don't know you as a person, they don't know your background, they don't know where you come from, they don't know what you've done. So let them let them do that. At the end of the day, it doesn't really affect me. Um, I know who I am, I know what I've did. I know I've boxed as amateur, I know I've boxed as a pro, and I know how I've progressed the way I have through professionals. And 
it hasn't been easy way. So um, now it's a big test, and now it's time to find myself in the ring on 28th of March. Do you know what I mean? Do you think this is a, a better time for you to have this fight? Obviously, notwithstanding illnesses, etc. You don't want to fight ill, but do you think this is now a better time for this fight to happen in your career than it would have been 14, 15 months ago? For me, yes, 100%. I mean, um, I'm for David. I mean, it's, I think it's benefited us both, to be fair. It's made it a bigger fight. It's probably bigger money for both of us. Um, a bigger stage. A bigger stage for me to perform or a bigger stage for him to perform. So I believe I am, I am going to come out on top on the night. So just leave it at that. He's impressed against Kermin Lajaraga and picking up the European title away from home in Bilbao, like that raucous atmosphere. How impressed were you with those performances? And is it the punching power that you feel that you've specifically got to be wary of in this fight? He's a solid all-round boxer. He's um, he's strong, tough. Like I said, David is a, a quality fighter. So when you get that top level, you've got to respect everything of a fighter. You can't just be sitting there working on one thing. You've got to um, take the full package, do you know what I mean? And you've got to sort of work on everything. So I'm expecting everything from David Avenition. I'm expecting 12 hard, hard rounds and the hardest rounds I probably ever did. So let's let's keep my fingers crossed that happens because I'm preparing I'm preparing my best of ever prepared. Your last fight was a step up against Ray Robinson, seasoned campaigner, somebody who's boxed an awful lot at the top level. Do you think this is a more difficult fight than that? Um, in certain ways, yes. In certain ways, no. Um, Ray Robinson, Southpaw, tall, long. Um, obviously, David can fight Southpaw as well, but um, at the same thing, it's a different fight, different fight altogether, different statues. Ray Robinson's tall, long, languid. Uh, Avenition, shorter, strong, comes forward, wants to work. So, totally different fights. It could be hard, it could be easy, I'm not sure. We'll see on a fight night. I'm just knowing that I'm going to prepare for the best David Avenition he's going to bring, do you know what I mean? Another fight on the card, two welterweights that you know well. You fought, you fought Chris Congo as an amateur. I think you've done some sparring with Luther Clay, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere along the line. Um, what do you make of that fight? I mean, that, I think that probably would go down as a trade fight. If you know about that fight, it's a fantastic fight. Talk to us about that as somebody who shared the ring with both men. It's a quality fight. It is a quality fight. I've shared the ring with both of them, like obviously on many occasions. Yeah. Chris in the amateurs and through the amateur sparring system, etc. in GB, um, Luther through the professionals, and I rate both of the guys highly. And uh, it's going to be a want to watch, you know, that could go off on the undercard. That, that could uh, be a really explosive fight. And them, them are chomping at the bit, you know what I mean? They want to be where we are. These are, these are one or two fights away from stepping up to the, the, the next level, do you know what I mean? And I believe that's going to be a, a, a good fight, man. Uh, Luke is a solid, solid pro. Chris is a very good boxer. So it's going to be a stylistic matchup. And uh, whatever one works, whatever one's more effective, it's going to be pulled off on the night. Who would you give the edge to in the fight? Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm probably... I was edging more Luther at the moment, but we'll, uh, it'll be a good fight, man. OK, well, Josh Kelly, always a pleasure catching up with you. Nice to see you looking so well. Really excited about this fight against David Avanissian. Before we go, just tell people who will be tuning in how your fight's going to go when you headline the O2 against David Avanissian for the European Worldweight title. It's going to be an exciting fight. It's going to be non-stop because he's going to bring the pressure and I want to bring the... Yeah, this is so-called style, so it's going to be non-stop, it's going to be a great fight. Uh, I want everyone to tune in, everyone to come down. And then, yeah, that's, that's all I've got to say, man, that's all I've got to say. Talk, let's do more. Okay, Josh Kelly, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you, mate. Cheers.
on Abbas Hussein here from Seconds Out with none other than Joshua Boatsy. Josh, I'm not seeing you since last year, so I've got to do it. I know we're in February, but Happy New Year. How are you doing today? You all right? I appreciate that. Um, I'm not too bad, man. Like Eddie said, it was um, a frustrating period, end of the year, end of last year, sorry, um, due to like, being unwell and that, but it had to be done. Like I said, if somebody got in with me and they ran 100%, um, it, it would be a quick shutdown. So um, I thought, tables turned, you're not well, Josh, so do you box or do you not box? Um, and the team sat me down and said, well, actually, listen, don't take this fight um, if you're not 100%. So that's what happened. Uh, I'm glad to be back, man. You still fought three times last year. Are you content with your 2019 that you had? No, because I wanted to have four. Um, other than winning that fourth fight, I'm content with it because I boxed three times and I won. And I said something to someone yesterday. I was like, sometimes people lose the fights that they're expected to win. So I can't take anything for granted. So I'm, I'm happy that I won every fight I had last year. They're saying 2020 is your breakout year. Um, I re reading something at the start of the year, talking world honours already. You're very, very young in your professional career. But when you look at somebody like, for example, Lawrence Ocaldi, you both come from the same background, come through the GB squad, Olympians. And you see what he's doing. Is, is that sort of an aspiration for you to push, push the levels and push to break the barriers? It's, it's always inspiring to see someone doing what Lawrence is doing same time I'm always, I'm always aware that everyone's an individual different paths different weight categories different challenges so um, but nevertheless man big up Akoli what he's doing it's amazing it's inspirational like you said he's one of the least experienced guys that came out of that crop the real 2016 crop and look what he's doing now so that I respect talk to me about March 28th uh, we don't know anything about opposition so far what's, what's the latest with your side what are you hearing who's been thrown your way to be fair I wouldn't know who's been thrown away yet. Okay. Like, my team's looking at that. I'm just back in the gym, sparring, running, working hard. And that's kind of what I'm concentrating on right now. Um, no names has been put to the table yet as to, oh, Brexit, these are the options. This is who we think we're going to go with. That's, let my trainer do that. Let him see what I'm like in the gym over the next few weeks. Let him pick who it is. But like I said before, man, as long as I'm ready and I'm improving on what I'm you know, supposed to be improving on, I think that's good enough to beat anyone. So I don't really look at the opponents and even watching them, I don't really do that too much because that's the opponent. Long as I'm equipped and learning what I need to learn, I believe that's good enough. Josh, what's your goals for 2020? At the end of 2020, what will you be happy with? What level, what status, what title would you be happy with? Um, the titles, and it's hard to say because you can say, oh, you want to win a WBC, but you might win a WBA. Okay. But long as I remain undefeated, I've improved. Um, I've had a 50-50 fight, I'll be happy with that. So I feel like the learning fights are still there and I'll take them while they're there. But I feel like, you know, by the end of the year, we want to say, oh, he ended a good fight. The guy was good, dangerous, and he won. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like the guys that I fought in the last 12 fights, I'm not saying that they've been dead oppositions because they haven't. Some of them have been good and I've handled business. But, you know, going into more 50-50 fights and I want to be able to say that, do you know what, I came out on top. It's quite refreshing to, for a fighter to actually say something like that because not a lot of fighters say that. Where they got to be real? Got to be real. Um, you have to, especially in boxing, you have to be real, man. Because yeah. when, when you get in, and that belt goes, and you ain't being real, and you're not ready, you get found out. So, I think there's a lot of expectations from the boxers, but you have to remember there's trainers and managers that your trainer will see how you're developing, how good you're coming along, and he'll be like, okay, cool. You've learned what you need to learn to beat this guy. Off you go. Rather than a boxer trying to guide the career, I think 
that's a mistake that can be made. But I think there's a, there's a balance that needs to be made. Um, the boxer's got to say, coach, I feel I'm ready for this guy. I can take him. And the coach has got to say, based on their experience, the boxer's ready for it. Just want to talk about March 28th again. Josh Keddy, somebody you know quite well, yeah. obviously come through the ranks together. Um, or a headline in the O2. It's a big achievement for somebody who's 10, 10 11 fights in. You know, as a fighter, headlining a, a show like this, how, how, how can you put it into words? We need to ask Kelly, man, because I, I haven't done that yet. But I mean, from the outside, it's a big thing, man. Um, he's from Sunderland. He, he's not even from London. So I rate that he's able to come to London um, and headline. Um, I can talk about Kelly in terms of his ability because that's, that's what I do know. And I think Kelly's very good, man. Um, some of the things he does, I've always said to him, Kelly, what you're doing, it can't be taught. Like, how do you do that? You can't teach someone what he does. That's my personal opinion anyway. So, um, so um, I, I rate Kelly a lot, man. Um, like I said, man, he, what he does is a walk in the park for him. You don't think about walking. When you and I are walking, we just walk naturally, normally. And what he does, that's how he does it. But if we're trying to do it, we can't do it. So I rate Kelly a lot, man. Tougher position he's got. Um, I'm... I think the guy's name is Avenician. Good fighter as well. I haven't seen much of him, but the, the glimpse that I've seen, he seems to be an aggressive fighter, um, strong fighter. And um, it's over 12 rounds. We heard the little debate about the last one being a 10-rounder or a 12-rounder. So it's a long fight. And um, Kelly's got to apply himself, and so has the other guy. So um, after I box, I'll be there sitting down and watching. Uh, just two questions away from March 28th. First of all, a big fight happening next weekend. Heavyweight division, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury in Las Vegas. Uh, talk to me about that fight. How do you see that fight playing out, the rematch? Again, man, just that quote that Wilder says, you got to be perfect for 12 rounds, he's got to be perfect for one second. That sums it up, man. But the thing is, I feel Fury can be perfect for 12 rounds. Um, in the last fight, I think he got put down twice, I think it was, but he got up. Um, and even the 12th round I had him winning that even though he got put down so um, it'll be an interesting one Wilder's got to pin down probably the most elusive heavyweight ever and Fury's got to stay out of trouble from probably one of the most devastated punches in, in the heavyweight division so it'll be quite interesting Finally, uh, it's a bit of a different one Floyd Mayweather's talking about coming back this talks about Conor McGregor and Khabib sort of a crossover fight yeah. once again Manny Pacquiao seems to have signed a management deal with the MMA company that deals with MMA fighters. The same company that's actually managing Conor McGregor. They're actually yeah. talking about a fight. What would you make of if that fight sort of came to play? But it doesn't interest me, man. Yeah. I'll probably watch it on the night, but the whole build-up and everything doesn't interest me, man. I think, do you know what it is? It's because I've probably got a date now, so I'm thinking. And when we're talking date, we're not talking Valentine's. I know today's 40th <laughs> of February, but March 28th. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of. So... Maybe on the night I'll be watching. I'm thinking, oh, how's Pac-Man gonna get on? But I'm a boxer, man. I'm not at that stage of my career yet where you start doing crossover things like that. So for now, for me, it's boxing. The pure boxing matches are what I'm interested in. Cool, Josh. I want to thank you for giving seconds out of your time. Good luck, uh, March 28th, and we'll catch you fight week. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.